Hello, everyone. I'm Charmaine Espinosa, a postdoctoral research associate working with Dr. Hans Stein. Today, I will discuss one of the research we have conducted at the University of Illinois, where we determine the interactive effects of dietary copper and fiber on nutrient digestibility and intestinal microbial protein. Copper has been recognized as an important micronutrient needed for maintenance, growth, and optimum health. And that is because copper is involved in several metabolic reactions, including cellular respiration, tissue pigmentation, and hemoglobin formation. Copper is also an essential component of several metalloenzymes, including cytochrome oxidase and lysyl oxidase, and is involved in oxidation reduction reactions and protection against oxidative stress. It is well established that copper may be included at growth-promoting levels in diets for windling and growing pigs. Research demonstrated that copper included at the range of 75 to 250 milligrams per kilogram in diets for pigs usually improve average daily gain and gain-to-feed ratio. Several modes of action for the improved growth performance have been proposed, and one of these is copper's ability to reduce bacterial populations and activity in the intestine, which may affect growth and community structure of microorganisms in the cecum and colon. The hypothesized ability of copper to alter microbial activity may also subsequently affect fermentation and toll track the digestibility of nutrients. In the previous research we have presented at the Midwest meeting last year, we demonstrated that the apparent toll track digestibility of fat was improved if copper hydroxychloride was supplemented to high-fiber diets, where here blue bars represent diets without copper supplementation, and the orange bars represent diets with copper hydroxychloride at 150 mg per kilogram. And this observed improvement in the apparent toll track digestibility of fat may be due to the effect of copper in modulating microbial activities in the intestinal tract coupled with a subsequent reduction of fecal fat from microbial origin. However, the effect of copper on the digestibility of other nutrients is still limited, and the effect of copper on microbial protein concentration has not yet been elucidated. Therefore, the objective of this experiment was to test the hypothesis that supplementation of 150 mg per kilogram of copper from copper hydroxychloride improves the apparent allele digestibility and toll track digestibility of nutrients in diets without or with distillers dried grains with solubles or DDGS, and also reduces the concentration of microbial protein in the intestinal tract. 24 pigs were surgically fitted with a tea cannula in the distal ileum and were randomly allotted to a 2x2 factorial design with two levels of DDGS at 0 or 45%, and two levels of copper from copper hydroxychloride at 0 or 150 mg per kilogram. This experiment consisted of two periods for a total of 12 replicate pigs per diet. For each period, pigs adapted to their diets for 9 days, and from day 10 to day 12, fecal samples were collected. On day 13 and 14, illegal digestive samples were collected for 8 hours. The collected fecal and ileal digesta samples were analyzed to calculate for nutrient digestibility 
and were also used for the analysis of volatile fatty acid concentration and microbial protein concentration. For the microbial protein analysis, samples were fractionated using differential centrifugation. Samples were centrifuged first at 250 RCF for 15 minutes at 4 degrees Celsius, and this resulted in fractions that were expected to contain undigested feed particles in the precipitate and porcelain cells in the supernatant. The supernatant from the 250 RCF centrifugation was then extracted and this sample was centrifuged at 14,500 RCF for 30 minutes to result in a precipitate that was expected to contain microbial cells. These cells were then subjected to a lysis buffer and the protein concentration of the lysed microbial cells were then analyzed. Moving on with the results, this graph shows the digestibility of gross energy in four diets. Blue bars represent the apparent allele digestibility of gross energy, and orange bars here represent the apparent whole tract digestibility of gross energy. Lighter bars represent diets without supplemental copper, whereas dark colors represent diets containing supplemental copper. And this setup will be the same in the following slides. Interactions between the DDGS and copper were observed, where inclusion of 45% DDGS in the diet without added copper resulted in a greater reduction in apparent ill digestibility and toll tract digestibility of gross energy compared with a diet containing 45% DDGS and 150 mg per kilogram of copper from copper hydroxychloride. In addition, the observation that the apparent ill digestibility and toll tract digestibility of gross energy were reduced as the concentration of toll dietary fiber increased in the diets is likely due to the insoluble portion of dietary fiber in DDGS which are poorly utilized by pigs. Fermentation of dietary fiber results in synthesis of methane and microbial biomass and this may reduce the efficiency of energy utilization from dietary fiber. For crude protein digestibility, no interaction was observed between the two factors, no effect of copper. However, inclusion of 45% DDGS in diets resulted in a reduction in both the apparent ill digestibility and toll tract digestibility of crude protein. Inclusion of high concentration of DDGS leads to an increased concentration of total dietary fiber in diets and the observed reduction likely is a result of increased endogenous secretions or faster gastric emptying, which subsequently reduces the time that feed proteins are exposed to proteolytic enzymes. Before I go and dive in to discuss the effect of DDGS and copper on fat digestibility, I want to point out here that the apparent whole tract digestibility of fat was less compared with the apparent ill digestibility of fat regardless of DDGS or copper hydroxychloride inclusion because lipids cannot be absorbed in the hindgut and therefore this results in an increased synthesis of microbial fat. And this graph demonstrates that inclusion of DDGS resulted in an improvement in the apparent ill digestibility and toll tract digestibility of fat due to the greater concentration of fat in diets containing DDGS. Also, inclusion of copper hydroxychloride 
resulted in an improved ileal and toll tract digestibility of fat. Dietary copper reduces a number of bacterial species in the small intestine and in the cecum and colon of pigs, and these may have reduced fermentation of fiber in the hindgut with a subsequent reduction in the endogenous loss of fat. To indirectly confirm if copper hydroxychloride changes microbial activity in the intestinal tract, concentrations of microbial protein in ileal digesta and fecal samples were analyzed. Here we can observe that the concentration of microbial protein in ileal digesta was not affected by DDGS or copper concentrations. However, if we take a look into this graph, fecal microbial protein concentration increased if diets contained DDGS, whereas copper supplementation reduced the concentration of microbial protein in feces. Increased concentration of fiber in diets upon DDGS inclusion results in increased fermentation by microbes in the intestinal tract. Therefore, the observed increase in the concentration of microbial protein upon DDGS inclusion is likely due to an increased growth of bacteria in the hindgut with the undigested portion of fiber serving as substrate for microbes to metabolize. On the contrary, the observed reduction on fecal microbial protein concentration upon copper supplementation is likely a result of the bacteriostatic properties of dietary copper by which copper has the ability to disrupt enzyme structures and functions of bacteria. The observed response in microbial protein further supports the results we have observed in the concentration of volatile fatty acids where no differences were detected in the concentration of volatile fatty acids in ileal digesta. However, copper supplementation tended to reduce the concentration of volatile fatty acids from carbohydrate fermentation in the feces due to its effect on altering the growth, activity, and metabolism of microbes. In conclusion, inclusion of 45% DDGS in diets resulted in a reduced apparent ileal digestibility and toll tract digestibility of gross energy and crude protein, and this is likely due to increased endogenous loss of nutrients and reduced utilization of energy, and addition of copper hydroxychloride to the diets did not ameliorate this effect. Supplementation of copper hydroxychloride to diets reduced the concentration of total volatile fatty acids and microbial protein in the feces, indicating reduced microbial activity in the hindgut of pigs fed diets containing copper hydroxychloride, and these reductions were independent of the presence of fiber from DDGS in the diets. And in this research, we demonstrated that copper supplementation in diets improved the apparent ileal digestibility and toll tract digestibility of fat, which is likely caused by reduced endogenous loss of fat due to reduced excretion of microbial fat. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge micronutrients and agri-specialists for their financial support, and of course to all members of the Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory for helping us in executing this research. Thank you for listening, and if you'd like to learn more about other topics in nutrition, you can visit our website at nutrition.ansi.illinois.edu.